This episode of Absolutely Not is brought to you in part by Track and Assess. Bullying, discrimination, harassment, and racism is never okay, especially in the workplace. The Track and Assess mobile app allows you to store your thoughts, images, and documents in a secure private place, all while keeping tabs on your mental health. Download the app today and begin tracking everything. Remember, human resources is not your friend. Log it, report it, and hold them accountable. Learn more at trackassess.com. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Absolutely Not, the show dedicated to providing examples of setting personal boundaries at work and vocabulary that you need to name harm at work. I'm your host, Katrina Stroll, and I am dedicated to providing those examples by bringing guests onto the show that have set boundaries at work and are ready to share those stories with you. We always start each episode by defining words that we use frequently on the show, the first being boundary, something that indicates or fixes a limit. For example, if somebody comes to your desk and starts gossiping about someone in your organization or your department and you say, no, thank you, I don't want to partake in that, that is setting a boundary with that person and letting them know that you don't want to be involved. Dismissive, showing that something is unworthy of consideration. For example, if in that same conversation they say, yes, you do, and continue to spill the tea with you, uh, that's dismissive of the boundary that you just set with them. Gaslighting, to manipulate someone by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. So in that same conversation, if somebody says, oh, you are so uppity, or you're don't you think you're being a little emotional right now? I just want to tell you about Deborah and John. That's gaslighting. Today's episode is entitled, Why Self-Care at Work is Not Selfish. I know, I'm excited about it. Self-care is top priority for me, and we'll get into what we're going to be talking about today. With our special guest, Kim Crowder. Yay! Kim's mission is to provide transformative, customized solutions, cultivative, equitable workplaces, and harness the power of diverse input to foster innovation, inclusion, and forward thinking within organizations and industries overall. She has been featured for her expertise by the New York Times, twice by Forbes, and on HubSpot's podcast, The Growth Show. She is also a member of the MIT Technology Review Global Panel. Kim has traveled extensively, including having lived in Korea as a child. She grew up in the U.S.'s most diverse city in the country, Houston, Texas, and sang with Beyonce as a youth. Wow. When she's not heading up Kim Crowder um, Consulting LLC, you can find her singing professionally, traveling, Latin dancing, working out, listening to audiobooks and podcasts, and trying something new. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Yay. Could you tell us a little bit about why you're excited to be on Absolutely Not today? Yeah, um, I think anytime I have the opportunity to have uh, conversations, particularly that are related to women, I would say in general, um, particularly women who are Black women, but not always just Black women, because we're so much more than just being a Black woman. But that's mm-hmm. such a large part of our identity. Um, I'm always excited to have those conversations because we need safe places um, where we can learn from each other and just connect 
and hear that I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that did happen. What I experienced happened to someone else. Uh, and it is absolutely valid because I think we don't often have a lot of validation when it comes to uh, experiences that can be harmful towards us, particularly in the workplace. Right, which is why it's so important to kind of have these discussions about setting boundaries because it validates yourself in that way. Um, Could you talk about why this episode is entitled Self-Care at Work is Not Selfish? Yeah, you know, there's a couple things. One, the way that self-care is presented now is so interesting because it, it is presented in a way that detaches us a bit from community. Uh, it's kind of a, a me and mine. Uh, this is what I'm doing for me. And I just don't believe that as particularly as black people, as black women, that that is our MO. Like, it's just not our MO. When you think about the way that black women connect with each other and the conversations I have with black women, I can't think of many times when I've had conversations uh, with black women, particularly now that I'm a business owner, where they have not said, what can I do to help you? And then they figured out what that thing was. And then when I said, well, is there something I can do for you? Mm -mm, Keep doing you. And so that's how we are. And so I want to redefine self-care, which is why I called it self-care one in that way. But also it is okay to have boundaries. Uh, when I talk about self-care, a lot of that means boundaries, but not boundaries that that disconnect you from your humanity. Boundaries that bring you closer to your humanity is what I'm talking about. Boundaries that, that pull you into your humanity. And in order to do that, we have to be safe. And so that's what boundaries do. They keep us safe and they keep us kind to ourselves and to other folks. Oh, I love that. They keep us kind to ourselves and other folks, because when we set these boundaries with other people, we're trying to make sure that we don't get to the point where I have to cuss you out at work, because I I have told you several times before, this is a boundary. Um, Right. So could you kind of give an example of the last time you've set a boundary, maybe in your consulting um, LLC or with a client recently? Yeah. I mean, I I set boundaries every day. Um literally every day and and we should be right we should be but but not in a way that is um not in a way that's defensive Mm. and i say that because in the way that i set boundaries it's the same way that i that i respect other people's boundaries and so i feel like when i set boundaries that are based on kindness to myself and the other person then when someone else's boundary shows up, I'm not angry. So for instance, I, I today had a couple conversations um, and one, I'll give you an example on both sides of that. One, I had a conversation with a possible uh, new person for our team. And one of the things that they said was, how do you like to communicate? And I started going, well, we use Slack. And, and they said, no, 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 no. How do you communicate? Mm-hmm. And I said, huh. Well, why don't you tell me what, what you mean by that? You know, what, what can I do to answer that question? And basically they said that they were in a situation where someone had expectations of them that were not expressed. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it ruined the relationship. They had to walk away from the relationship because the person had these expectations and they were being, they were getting angrier by the day, right? Like I think we're having an interaction in your piss. And so they said to me, do are you direct Mm -hmm. and what was funny is they said 
I, I worry, this is a person who was from another continent. Um, they were from, from West Africa. And they said, I worry about people being direct in North America because North Americans tend to try to be really diplomatic instead of honest. Mm -hmm. And I thought, whoa, isn't that a thought, right? Because we're a culture of nice. We're not a culture of kind, we're a culture of nice. And so that was one. And then on the flip side, uh, I had to have a hard conversation with one of my partners about uh, some, some communication things that weren't happening. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, listen, I don't like having hard conversations, I'll do it. I, I really, I, I, I will do it. People will, people would describe me as being direct, but do I enjoy it? Hmm. No, I don't necessarily enjoy it, but I know that at the end of that, if it, if the connection is um, a connection that's for me and that is going to benefit me and the organization in the long, in the long run, then the conversation is beneficial. And so finding people who can take having those conversations, I think is really important. We on purpose choose partners that can have those conversations. And so ha we had a conversation about communication and I will say they came out of the gate and said, here's some things I know full well we need to do to better ourselves. And so then the conversation, it took the spice out of it. It took the, the, the anger or what could have been um, something that could have been a, a more, um, have more friction to it. Mm -hmm. When we were both able to be honest, that's not to say you don't have the conversation around boundaries if it's going to, if there's going to be friction. Mm -hmm. But it is also saying, if you have the choice to choose mm -hmm. the type of relationships that you can have, sometimes that doesn't happen in the workplace, then purposely and, and, and on purpose deal, you know, on purposely connect with people who can deal with mm -hmm. respecting boundaries and who have boundaries of their own. Mm -hmm. Because if they have boundaries of their own, and I'm not talking about, you know, um, defense mechanisms, I'm mm -hmm. talking about boundaries. If they have boundaries of their own, usually if they're healthy, they can respect yours. Right. Oh, I love so many golden nuggets in just that statement alone. One of the phrases that I wrote down while you were explaining what that candidate was going through, trying to ask you about your communication style was passive aggressive. For me, that is a red flag. As soon as I feel passive aggressiveness from anyone I'm trying to communicate with directly, um, mm -hmm. I would mean, okay, this person does not have the capacity to communicate effectively. Have you come right. across professionals that don't have the capacity to communicate effectively? Sure. I mean, I think that's a human condition. Mm. And I think that that human condition, it, it, it goes across race. Mm -hmm. I think there are some cultures who are more direct than others, mm -hmm. right? Um, <laughs> particularly if you're talking about, for instance, uh, that candidate was Nigerian. Like, if you know anything about the Nigerian culture, it's pretty straight up. People are straight up. Mm -hmm. um, it, at least in my experience, so, you know, you get you get the you get you get what it is. But I think if you're talking about in America, particularly North America, that this idea again, I'll go back to this niceness. Mm -hmm. We connect that to not having boundaries. We connect that to not having hard conversations. Mm -hmm. We connect that to not making other people angry or uncomfortable, particularly with women. And then when you add the layer of black women where people get mad at us for things that they don't get mad at other people about, right? When we have boundaries, if we, I, boundaries the same. My boundary is exactly mm -hmm. what her boundary is, but this boundary feels really different to you. Um, or and I say her there, it could be there, right? Um, 
so in that, I, I really um, encourage women, particularly black women to practice boundaries in small ways. So if you're at a restaurant and they don't do something right, say it with kindness. Mm -hmm. You have to be nice, but you can be kind and say it, practice those boundaries on a day to day or practice when you see someone else's boundary and go, oh, that was their boundary. Mm -hmm. And there's, and, and don't let that be a sticking point for you or a triggering point or mm -hmm. personal for you. Mm -hmm. That was their boundary and take, take the, the heat out of it. Because when we do that, when we can accept other people's boundaries and see it as it's not, a, it's not something that's hot. It's just something that's important to them. Then we give ourselves grace when it's time for us to lay out our boundaries as well. I love that. I love it because this vocabulary is so powerful for a lot of people because they haven't been able to define what they're doing with their actions. A lot of us have been been called defiant or that we have an attitude or why are you being so bougie? Like just take what I give you. Uh, no, I have boundaries and standards and expectations. I will not. Um, but you also mentioned the practice of this type of work. Could you talk about a time that maybe you didn't have as much practice as you have today? Did, have you ever had difficulty setting boundaries? Hell yeah, I've had difficulties. I think like, <laughs> and you know what? It was the difficulties that got me here. Let me just say that. Hmm. So um, I, I have found that in, I'll give you my professional and personal life ways that that has happened. I, I've had some friendships in the past where I let people kind of say things in the relationship that weren't respectful. Or, and I've done that to other people. How about I say that part? That mm -hmm. I've also done that to other people where you just cross the line of being respectful and seeing that person as an equal human mm -hmm. where you think you know better than them mm -hmm. or they know better than you about things. I'm not talking about accountability. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when it comes from a place that when they bring that to you or you bring, you bring that same level of um, directness, mm -hmm that it isn't respected because you have created an environment where someone in the relationship does not feel like they have been respected at the same level. That connect? Yes. Um, and then also in the workplace uh, where I, I, that has happened quite a bit in the workplace. And that, let me tell you how that particularly happened. It happened around gaslighting, right? Especially the fear of being seen as angry as a black woman angry aggressive all of those words hard you know hard to manage hard to deal with all of the words that people use to gaslight black women mm -hmm. so that we don't have boundaries because people expect to have agency over our bodies mm -hmm. because the society has taught them such and then when you say no that doesn't work for me the vitriol that happens mm -hmm. in response to that and so that is, I would say, I don't want to make people angry. I don't want people to think I'm difficult. I don't want people to think X, Y, Z about me. That I would say is probably where my lack of boundaries mm -hmm. stemmed from. And then it was just that passing down of not maybe seeing women take agency in ways they could have because they didn't know they could. And so uh, in the workplace, I experienced that to a deep level. I had a supervisor who was very... Um, unwilling to stand up for me when I was being mm. mistreated, but very willing to tell me that I was mistreating other people, particularly people that look like them, white folk, men or women otherwise. And then I finally took it to a place where I had to uh, go to people above them 
and say, hey, I'm not being treated well. And the, the backlash of that was pretty painful, so much so that I uh, was in and out of the hospital. My skin had changed. I mean, I was like acne everywhere. I was, I had gotten a car accident. I was just, I mean, I had stopped sleeping. It had, um, it started to embed itself into not only my body, but in my self-esteem. And so I just decided that that life wasn't good enough for me. And so in order for me to change that, and it took time, it, I mean, I would say it took a few years before I could, I would say maybe about two years, a year and a half, two years to really get past that abuse because that's what it was abuse mm -hmm. and then to say that happened how do you create better relationships with people but even more how do you create a better relationship with yourself mm -hmm. by willing to make your boundaries clear to people up front mm -hmm. and in that I started to test that out and I got a great therapist a black woman therapist and I started to see the benefits of that and you get a little more courage every time you do it right? Um, every time you practice that, you get a little more courage and you, you, you slough off that guilt that tries to show up <laughs> when you um, speak up for yourself. And I would say, so that's, that's what that really looked like for me. I had lost a, a couple of friendships because I hadn't spoken up for myself or because I crossed other people's boundaries. And I just was, that was not okay with me. I didn't want to live that way. Hmm. Oh, thank you so much for sharing your experiences today. I love that you keep using the word relationship. A lot of people, when they think of that word, they think of romantic relationships, but I love that you're reminding people that all of these connections that we were making with these individuals, whether it be at work or professional networking, these are relationships that we're moving into and our boundaries do need to be known up front, like you said. What would you say to those professionals that are fearful right now, scared, shaking in their boots about this conversation about boundaries and what they're going to be perceived as? Yeah, that's a hard one, you know, because I can't speak globally about that mm. because everyone is in different places in their careers, um, in their financial place mm. where they can make decisions to move out um, around opportunities and what systemic issues present themselves that have prevented them from being able to make easy, right, quick professional decisions. Hey, I have the skill set. I can pop. I can bounce anytime, you know. I don't have to take this. So everyone does not have that, you know, it's different across the board, but here's what I will say. I will say that no one deserves to be treated poorly, period. I don't care who you are. I don't care what the situation is. No one deserves to feel less than, particularly in your workplace where you have to show up every day. And this is the way that you eat. <laughs> no one deserves to feel um, undervalued. And so if you can't leave that day, plot your escape. Even if that escape is gonna take a year, start to plot that out um, because you owe that to yourself. When you speak that language to yourself that I am worth leaving a situation that devalues me, you rewire your brain function, you rewire the ways that you start to look at the world in other places, not just in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And then it starts to illuminate other ways that you have been accepting of behavior that is beneath you because it is beneath you. Like I, 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 I don't mince that word, it is beneath you. And so as much as you can start the internal dialogue of being kind to yourself, 
for me, that was a big game changer. Instead of saying, oh, you're so stupid, you let people treat you this way. No, 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 no. I let people treat me that way because I didn't know better. Mm -hmm. But now that I know better, here's how I'm going to move forward. And I started replaying, I started playing those scenarios out in my head and planning how I was going to respond and getting really clear on what was important to me mm -hmm. so that when it showed up, I had a response. So I wasn't stuck in that moment. But I also, at no moment did I feel like I couldn't go back to a situation that had happened. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about five years ago. But let's say something happened last week or two days ago, and maybe in the moment I didn't say anything and a boundary was crossed, you can go back to that. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with going back to that. Don't let anyone make you feel like you cannot revisit something that didn't make you comfortable. And then be okay with walking away from situations or people that don't fit. Because here's what I will say, your people, your community exists somewhere. It may not exist there. It just takes time to find it. Oh my gosh, that part hit me. Um, so many of us are in these toxic environments and we just believe this is it. There's nowhere else that I can go. There's nowhere else that's going to understand the experiences that I'm going through. I will not be able to make it outside of this. And Kim is here to let y'all know that you can definitely exist outside of that abusive relationship that you are in, whether it's at work or elsewhere. Um, while you were describing your transformation, the word accountability came to mind because you said you owe yourself that. So once you know better, you do in fact have to do better. Yeah. Um, what methods or um, tools did you use to hold yourself accountable? I know you talked about the um, replaying that message in your head, but what else did you use? Yeah, so um, a lot of different things. So I, I pray. Um, prayer was a big piece of that. Also, setting aside a time of the day that was just for me um, so that I could prepare myself for the day. Um, I have some standards around if I'm going to do a podcast or an interview, I pray beforehand. Um, but also, I record voice notes on my phone. I have um, encouragements for different seasons of life. And I listen to those back in my voice um, mm. so that I can hear myself say that back to me. Uh, that has been a pretty important one. I take walks, I exercise, I eat well. All of those are privileges, if I'm honest, though. You know, when you start to think about it, that's why I'm always like, what can people do from baseline? You know, baseline, no matter where you are. I would say start that, you know, start that internal dialogue. And if you can't, you, if you can only find the strength for one thing, just say, I am worthy. Just start there. Start with one, one phrase until you can add another one. Maybe the next week you say, I am worthy and I am good as I am. And then just build on top of that, you know, week to week, write it down over and over and over, get it to a place where even if you don't necessarily believe it yet, you can at least say it, say it out loud. You can at least um, express it until you can believe it. And then maybe find one person who you can share that with, who can keep you accountable, who can walk that journey with you. Because remember, community is important. So look for those. All of us are on social media. Is there someone on social media that really connects with you in that way that's affirming you know, your situation? Follow them read that, but also get rid of those social media channels that make you feel less than. You don't have to keep looking at that. You don't have to ingest that information. You really don't. 
you know, how many people are, are, are following people on social media? They don't even like, mm-hmm. like, I don't even like them. And I don't like them in real life. I'm not even talking about like, like we know each other and I don't really kick it with them like that. You can unfollow people, like give yourself the grace and the space to do what you need to do um, in order to build yourself up. And then you can come back to a place where you're like, okay, well, I'm cool. You know, stuff rolls off my back or whatever. But I think um, as much as we can begin with the little things, you know, search out what makes you feel whole. Does being in nature make you feel good? Does sunshine make you feel good? Do funny, a funny TV show. I like Insecure. I have watched Insecure back and forth. Like, because it just gives me a moment of, of res- respite, right? Like it gives me a, a little bit of a vacation sometimes. Sometimes in the middle of the day at work, I'm like, I'm gonna just watch this episode and then come back to things. So as much as we can begin somewhere, I think that's ex- extremely important. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have shared so much today. I hope everyone listening was taking notes and they were able to just take that the first step is basically just talking to yourself and being able to say that you are worthy and you do not deserve the abuse you are going through if you are. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think to round out this episode, the last question I'm going to ask you is, for the young professionals that are looking to move into um, the DEIA space, or maybe looking to move into their job for the first time, what are the top three tips you would share with them about setting boundaries and being yourself? Yeah. So the first one I would say is find a mentor. And sometimes that takes a while, right? That takes a while, but don't be afraid to, you know how many people, people probably think I'm crazy on LinkedIn. I'm like, hey, would you ever like to jump on a Zoom? Like someone who maybe I've watched because I think we often think about mentorship in these, like I have to know them next door kind of ways and you don't. And it's not even about mentorship all the time. For me, it's about connection. Like who are those people that I would like to connect with? Um, and, and you'd be surprised how many of those people know other people so that you cast this network where you don't necessarily get everything from one person, but you have this, you know, you have this um, toolbox where you can connect with different people depending on what that is. So, um, and create space within yourself to believe that people want to connect with you. That is a big one. Like, not only do I want to connect with them, but people want to want to connect with me. So that's one. Um, I would also say, especially if you're new to any space, um, be okay with taking a role that gets your foot in the door, even though it's not your end ending place, Mm. because you have to start somewhere. Um, I think we often, especially with social media are kind of taught that you start at the top and it's just not true. When you hear stories of people who, even my own story, I think where people are like, oh, Kim came out of nowhere and she got in Forbes. And, and I'm like, if you knew what the last six years of my life were, like you don't want it. Mm-hmm. Um, not if you don't have to have it, but that's that those really dark six years, mm-hmm. six years, because it wasn't like two years or a year. Those, that dark six years are what prepared me so that when I popped, I was ready. Mm-hmm. I had the character and the integrity and the understanding and the wisdom to do that. And so don't, do not, um, what's the word? Um, Reject humble beginnings. Be okay with humble beginnings. 
Uh, and then that third thing I would say is be strategic about what you want out of a situation. So as you start these jobs, what exactly do you want to learn and make it very clear to the people who can present those opportunities to you that that is what you want to do. Yes, you may not get to do all of those things, but you can say, hey, I, I noticed you've been, you've been working on X pro project. Is there a way that I can be involved? I just want to learn. Mm -hmm. Like that phrasing, I just want to learn and thank you mm -hmm. are major to me out in the world. I say, I say that even in this stage of my career, hey, can I, I just want to learn. Can I connect with you? Um, or if somebody does something nice to me, say thank you. You, you for me, you would you would be amazed at how many people never say thank you. Every once in a while, I pop up a, a Starbucks card in somebody's in the mailbox for somebody, or email them something. Mm -hmm. um, you know, small black owned. So I said Starbucks, but like if you could find black owned, even better. There's some really great organizations um, who do some black owned products or or a book or something like that. So find out ways to appreciate people and make it very clear about where you want to go in your career make that known um, because I think you you'd be surprised at how many people are willing to aid that if if they knew that that was important to you and look at you once again let your needs be known I appreciate that one of the tips that you shared was create space for yourself so that that hit me right in the heart because I think a lot of times we're creating space for our future, we're creating space for our business, we're creating space, but for our own selves and all the needs that we need as a human being and the individuals that we are, that's amazing that you touched on the need for that space. Um, you, I cannot thank you enough for all of the information you have <laughs> shared with me today. Are there any last minute golden nuggets you wanna share with the audience? Yeah, I, you know, the last thing I would say is, is that despite everything that we hear as black women and the sort of divisive, divisiveness that even I see in our own community mm -hmm. around particularly where black women fit in the world, mm -hmm. around how our personalities ruin our chances of being loved or the way we look doesn't quite fit the narrative. The more that we dig into doing the things that make us happy and loving ourselves and finding people that connect to the love that we have decided that we are worth. And that's not always romantic, right? The better. And so I just, it's a call for black women to know that you are loved and that you are beautiful and that you are valuable and that there is a benefit to presenting to you that you are not, that you are the opposite. And that benefit is not yours. And so your way of being radical is to create space for your own wholeness and your own healing. And that is found yes in yourself, but it is also very much so found in community. And so I I present, you know, I encourage you to engage in community where you feel safe and you may not find that for a little while, but be brave enough to continue to look for it until it hits. Oh my goodness. I hope y'all heard that because um, I'm over here crying my eyes out because it is all the words that I've ever needed. 
And I really appreciate you sharing them with us today. Uh, once again, this is absolutely not. I'm your host, Katrina Show. My amazing special guest today is Kim Crowder. Her information will be in the show details when this is published. So please feel free to reach out to her about mental health in the workplace, about DEIA, and how she got her start and her humble beginnings. Uh, we will see you next time. Thank you much. Thank you so much for supporting me. And bye.